So you, I told you guys maybe recently that I started playing um, Ocarina of Time, right? Mm-hmm. And ah, yes. all of you guys have played it. Uh, Many I, times. We, we, could, we could explain, or we could do a lot on the Ocarina of Time. I remember this from through your lens, your collect, the collective you here. Uh, it's this, it's a great game. And it's huge. It's this huge, crazy game, right? <laughs> and then it's like, well, oh, man, wait till you get the horse. That'll change your fucking life in this thing. No more walking. And now it's like, I look at it like, I get a horse. Hey, wait, this is it? This is the whole map? The map is only from here to there? What the hell? Once you get used to a map that is bigger than you can possibly conceive of, a map you can conceive of now feels uh, incredibly limiting. It reminds me of like going back to Ottawa and then it's like, oh, you know, uh, they, they put something new in over at the park. Let's go take take a look. And then they all they're going to get in the car. It's like, what <laughs> the park's just right over there. It's three blocks away. We're gonna get on the we're gonna take the horse across Hyrule Field here. It's just <laughs> all the way across town. By the time I sing the song, the horse the horse will be there. I'll be across Guys, the field. It's already. a lovely day. Let's go for a roll. Hey, yeah, uh, I was just gonna hey, say, uh, let's uh, go. Uh, let's five hundred <laughs> somersaults and we're there. <laughs> <laughs> This week on the Free Legal Advice Podcast, middle school drama. And no, not the kind where Jesse told Sam that he could borrow her phone, and he let Devin mm. use it at lunch, and Devin commented on Nikki's Instagram as Jesse and called her fat. No. But Nikki has a crush on Devin, so he wasn't even mad at him. She blames Sam, so now Jesse and Nikki aren't talking. <laughs> Pew! Drama bomb! <laughs> no, the middle school drama, the kind... Where Mrs. Schmank wheels the piano down to the cafeteria because we're forcing our parents at guilt point to sit through hours of <laughs> god-awful acting and nonsensical plots so that most of the kids can feel bad about themselves. <laughs> Ooh, nice. That's right. We're going to talk about our experiences in middle school plays as kids and participants. Uh, as well as adults and uh, unwilling uh, attendees. Uh, and then I'm going to walk through an example play just to highlight how bad some of these things are. And we're going to prove that we can do better. We're going to create the perfect free legal advice play coming to a middle school near you soon. All right. Showtime, everyone. Smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's first talk about our experiences. Um, were you guys... Did you ever, obviously there's the, for, you, you have to, everyone's in a play kind of uh, productions, there's also ones with more volunteer, but um, what was your guys' takeaway from the experience of having to be in a, a play or having to shuffle out there and sing in the ensemble, or, or did you have, a, have any speaking parts? No, the, the first time I was in a play, I remember very, remember very like uh, clearly just kind of going like, Man, my parents must love this shit. This is like dumb. <laughs> they must love it. But if they want it, and then when they were like, "Fuck, can this be over?" I was like, "Who did we do this for?" <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first one. I was like, "Who was this for?" Miss Schmank really loved doing this, or what is That's this? A, that is a good question, and it's at the heart of what I'd like to get at. Um, and and maybe we can create something that is for someone. But yeah, who is it for? Uh, 
somewhat for the parents to uh for it's for some of the parents. Okay, I think it's for some of the parents. My daughter does not have a school play. Okay. Um hmm. she has not yet. She's in 6th grade now. They have had a talent show. Uh in fact, though COVID has like killed it in the last many years, it runs through 6th grade. You see everything from complete garbage to kids that are like, oh, man, you're like a crazy virtuoso on the piano and you're, uh, you know, eight or ten or something. Uh, Their attempts at humor, their attempts at uh, the Bobcat Review, as we have it, I love it. I wouldn't miss it for the world, and I mean it. It's awesome. You will see stuff that just blows your mind in every way of that. So it's far superior to a school Do play. Do kids, is, it, is there mandatory participation, or is it all voluntary? No. Okay. Nope. It's all volunteer. That, so that's a huge difference. You have, um, yeah. I don't want to make this all about that. I've seen some stuff that I just I'm like, come on. There's a three minute time limit. How's this still going? <laughs> uh, and uh, stuff that I really like kicks my ass, and I laugh. I laugh until there's tears um, at them. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> with them. Uh, it's so great because a school play, you're gonna have to listen to the dumb plot and a kid who's uninterested going like. Well, how will we save Christmas? <laughs> oh God, they don't care. In this, they probably care. You know, they they made up a some dance move to a ninja song or something, and it's like they're dancing to it. It's like all right, <laughs> and it only lasts three minutes, and then you switch gears. So, I like the the talent show. So I haven't been to one as a, a parent, but the the way that you just described that, like, could could you go with a sense of humor, like, man, this is going to be hilarious, how shitty yeah. it is, and and enjoy it, or does it still suck? I think um, I could enjoy it. Also, when you know the kids, it makes a big difference ah. as a parent. Like, it's like, oh, there's little Billy and all his friends, or you know, there's your son or daughter and their friends, and you see them trying to do their thing, and you get a chuckle out of it. So, I, I could enjoy it. My my daughter has been in a lot of uh, plays. She likes to work in like the the backstage crew, like making props and stuff. And when she forces me to come see her terrible, terrible productions of Shakespearean plays, I love them for all the reasons Ben's saying. I'm like, that's the loud kid. That's the smelly kid. That's the loud, smelly kid. Ah, oh, they're all doing so well. And it's like, hey, they put a lot of effort into props because there was 80 kids on props. <laughs> so the food fight scene... Trust me, there was no lack of food for the food fight scene. Oh, well, your daughter did Animal House? Yeah, she did Animal House. Um, <laughs> uh, funny, they gave it a happy ending. Weird. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is like a Hollywood thing or not, but like the stuff, even just pictures or things that I've seen or heard from your daughter's uh, activities or talking to her about being in the prop department. <laughs> like, yeah. It is a yeah. whole different ballgame than, than what, what I uh, experienced, that's for sure. Uh, I don't recall there being a prop department, um, at least mm. in middle school. I think there was probably like two moms who volunteered to like glue cotton balls onto a garbage bag or something. Quick question: You got? We all went to the same grade school, right? Right. Uh, when I was there, you had to be in music class through sixth grade. If you were in band, once you were in junior high, you weren't in music anymore, and which means that in junior high, you didn't, you weren't in a play. We did so. I'm I'm counting sixth grade. Uh, I'm yes. I'm counting the sixth grade experience. Yes. But yes, I, agreed. I didn't uh, do one in seventh or eighth grade. Okay, same to Grant Corey. 
I guess. I don't remember it too well. Somehow I was in school the most recently, and I don't remember. I know that <laughs> plays were done. I don't remember <laughs> when or why or okay. if I was in them. So <laughs> okay. okay, I'm not making that up. Because <laughs> our spring play then from fifth through eighth grade was like uh, – Clearly, the eighth graders are going to get the parts. And then the fifth and sixth grade, you're in the ensemble. Yeah. I don't know what we did fifth. Whatever. One year, I the one I can remember. No, God damn it. I remember both of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, they're both suck. So fifth grade was somehow about baseball. And uh, Matt, your classmate, Robert L., I don't know if he listens ever, his older sister... Uh, H Love um, <laughs> did. She rapped in it. Now, now you can guess like how the quality of rapping. I mean, I still remember it. An umpire sure could use a good friend. It's a no-win situation from beginning to end. What on earth oh is happening? Oh my god! Here? How the hell do and you? And I remember that? we were singing a song about Vita Blue and Whitey Ford sure did things that people adored and stuff. And mm. it, was, it was like some dipshit throwback baseball thing. I still remember how some of the songs go. I can probably like dredge up some more memories. Sucked ass. Sucked ass. Come on, you just heard what I did. <laughs> you just heard that. <laughs> Sixth grade, there was something where we all wore clown outfits. It probably was about clowns, I guess. But here's what happened. Sixth grade, we were wearing clown. I knew it was my last year of doing it. It's the end of the year. And I brought in a soda in my clown outfit. Now, in my head, I was going to have like a crazy straw that like, you know, from my pocket inside the clown outfit into my mouth. Ho, ho, ho. No. <laughs> so that you I can just, drink a soda on stage during the play, like a, yeah, like I was a trying rebel to be a badass. cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, I, I just that. got it out and drank it. And of course, now, this is also what a badass soda was, because mom drank diet caffeine-free, caffeine-free Pepsi mm-hmm. at the time. So essentially brown water. No caffeine, no sugar. I'm getting no drugs at all. Um, but you're not supposed to be doing it. I wasn't supposed to be doing it. Some I, At the time, I remembered who ratted me out, but I don't remember now. It's good for them because they ratted me out. And I honestly think I got an F. I, if I didn't get an F, I got a D. Mrs. Schmank gave me an F the whole year. Sorry, for that whole semester, that whole quarter. I participated. I did everything. But she heard that I had a soda on stage, so she gave me an F for that. And that was the point where I was like, I'm glad you have brain cancer. Good <laughs> for you. Again, never cross bend. To be fair. Okay, I wasn't glad. I was uh, happy. I don't know this teacher, and I came along after Ben, so that seems like a real thing. No, she did have brain cancer, and she died from it, and that part's sad. But whatever. The part where you you pettily give me an F when I did all the rest of the crap the rest of the year, because you heard, and I remember having a confrontation with her, like, you heard that I had a soda. Did you see it? Ooh, it was only on rumor? Wow. Yeah, and she she failed me, man. (laughs) She didn't know. See, the thing is, like, you you three know our mom and dad. Like, and I got an F. I got like I was in a lot of trouble for that. Like, yeah. it was a whole thing. Yeah, that'd an be F, deep. man, an F. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I have one a good school play memory. But I just wanted to get those those two both those years. Uh, pretty amazing plays. I can't yeah. imagine who sat through that. I'm impressed you're able to remember uh, to remember that. But I we're, I'm going to have several callbacks to some of the things that you just mentioned. Uh, but Quick question: Have you guys ever done anything other than ensemble? Or yes, yeah. The best play that I was in, I fourth grade. Then we in the Christmas one, so I was in the oldest group. Then 
our t- music teacher was awesome as shit that year, and then the year that she failed me a few years later, I hated her guts. Mm. Um, but that year, we had several different kinds of like glockenspiel, xylophone kinds of things, and we played them live oh. m- to the music of it. So we were like real music. We added to the you know the tape and her yeah. piano playing. And I fucking loved doing that, man. It was awesome. I learned how to play some kind of um, xylophony kind of instrument and played it along uh, to what we were doing. I was into it. So, what do you think the general? Um, do you think more kids enjoy it or dread it? Oh, uh, probably dread. The majority, yeah, 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 yeah. No one wants it. That that that's something that I I you know putting putting a ton of thought into this. Uh, I Corey Corey's central question of who is this for? I hmm. think a lot like the majority of the kids probably would rather not, and they're probably yeah. you know whether it's stage fright, social anxiety, embarrassment, boredom, or this is yeah, not cool or fun. <laughs> I think Matt probably a sm- it's a bell curve thing. Like there's a few people that are like yay, and a couple people who are like oh god, it's I have so much uh, like anxiety about it, and most of them are like why am I here? I could be watching cartoons. Yes, it, yeah, I, that, that's that's probably the big factor. And then I agree, it's probably a bell curve of parents where um, a few parents of the talented kids probably excited, a few just good-hearted, dopey parents probably excited, and then the vast majority bored out of their minds. Uh, and as, as I was talking with my wife, because um, she mentioned uh, dance recitals. Now, um, we... Being growing up with uh, four boys in the house, we were not privy to dance recitals. But apparently, this is like a six-hour ordeal. Oh lord! Um, where because you, you all kids of all ages are doing multiple dances, and you have to sit through this whole thing. And she was like, "Can you imagine that for the parents before smartphones? Like, surely God. now they're all just <laughs> looking on their phones until their daughter's up and they take a picture. Yeah, you're but just like, oh I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm recording it on my phone right now. You're looking down <laughs> and your phone is pointed toward the floor. No, no, it's a there's a prism on it. It's I'm, I'm recording Short audio. <laughs> my volume's up. You can hear the porn I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure who this is for. So what I I definitely want to do is talk about um, you know putting together one that is that is above. Uh, average that is better than the crap that they're putting out and maybe some people can enjoy. But what okay. I first want to establish is just how low that bar is. Um, so <laughs> It's low. I'm going to... Uh, this is a, a gift from uh, listener, listener and brother-in-law T. Allen G. This is the script to Sis Boomba. Oh. Uh, the actual play that uh, my wife and I were in in sixth grade. Hmm. Uh, this was gifted to us last Christmas uh, for because uh, our brother-in-law has is a great gift giver of nostalgia. And um, when I just, I'm not going to read through this whole thing, but I'm going to hit the highlights. And Ben, as you described your play, I was like, I bet I know who wrote that because. What did you recap it as? It's about baseball, and then somehow there's like Vita Blue and uh, uh, yeah, the the one in fifth grade was all about baseball. Everybody, oh god, I, I remember a bunch of songs <laughs> from it now. It's like coming back, but yeah, I remember that uh, that one lady did a rap, and I was like, I like rap, and watched it, and was like, ah, this is not rap. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm pretty sure uh, that. 
that play was written by Ruth Roberts and Bill Katz because this is the football version of what <laughs> the, <laughs> the two sentences that you described. You know how, yeah, as you were saying though, Matt, or maybe you were going with this one of like how every sixth grader in 1990 knows all about Vita Blue and Whitey Ford. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what those <laughs> names right. even are. Right. They aren't even real people names as far as I no. would guess. So... I'll, I'm going to just hit this plot point because um, what we're going to do is I'm going to give us uh, the starting points of like, how do, what do we do with this kid? What do we, how do we cast this kind of kid? And mm-hmm. if we do that piecemeal, you're going to, it's probably going to sound like, wow, that's going to kind of be mishmash. The story's not going to make any sense. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't have to. So uh, the plot to Sis Boom Ba opens up, well, um, like all middle school plays, it has to open with a long, shitty piano uh, interlude, oh, yeah. right? Well, right. everyone's we'll just going like, get we'll on with the show. Um, okay. The students of Whatchamacallit High School assemble near the statue of Newt Rockney at the College Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Newt Rockney, who the fuck in, in, in 1970, 80, 90, like, knows who <laughs> Newt Rockney is as, as a middle schooler? But okay. The uh, teacher who teaches history, the history teacher who uh, is leading the class on this field trip, good old Agnes Gooch. And boy, mm. she just doesn't have anything going right for her. She brought yeah. the kids here to be inspired for Saturday's big game, but she's failing. <laughs> she says, and she says she's failing by <laughs> Zeus. Wouldn't you know, Zeus. Appears. Are you fucking kidding? And he me? says, "Agnes Taint, you need my help." <laughs> she says, "It's good." Uh, sorry, wrong perineum. I, my mistake. Now, keep in mind, uh, I, I haven't shared my experience. I was actually Zeus. I was Zeus in this play, and I had several <laughs> what? lines. I had you this, were Zeus. Um, like my Zeus costume, and I don't, I, I don't know if Mom made it or who directed like her to make it or whoever made it. It was like that um, super shiny silver, like it, but almost like looks like a rainbow. It's like plasticky silver. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Full-on jumpsuit of plasticky silver with a big black Z on the front. Whoa, 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 whoa. No one draws Zeus like that. <laughs> How do you imagine Zeus? What you described was a, the costume of a Batman villain henchman <laughs> like the Z-Meister or something, and then you were one of his henchmen. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yes, I was I was the Zeus henchman, uh, and Zeus comes out. He he grants because boy, uh, good old Agnes Gooch, she just wishes uh, you know Whatchamacallit High could beat State. Uh, he brings Newt Rockney back for her, and now Newt Rockney is there to teach her how to coach the football team to a victory. She's the hu- history teacher, right? Correct. She's going to coach this losing team. Oh, by the way, State hasn't lost in seven years. Oh, yeah. And this is high school, and they're playing yes, the State. Also, they, it is, it's right, the big yeah. game with State, and this is a high, playing whatchamacallit high school. Right. That's how you can tell this is written by someone who was like, I'm going to grow up and write middle school plays. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. uh, it's your sport knowledge. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we sing a, sing a couple of songs about team spirit and blah, blah, blah. Now, this asshole from State, comes to brag about how he's going to beat them, and he also reminds them that they have to pass a history test in order to play. Of course, like as you do. Mm -hmm. As you do. So 
Song number six is called Learning the Presidents, and the, the lyrics to the song is literally just reciting the presidents in order, and this is Washington, mm-hmm. Adams, Jefferson, too, and, and you literally just go through all of the presidents, uh, John F. Kennedy, how did they come? How did they write that? Lyndon Johnson, How LBJ. did they write it? Yeah, brilliant. Matt, brilliant. Yeah. You're... You're speaking to the child in me that's like, oh, yes, presidents and sports heroes. Mm. Yeah. Just who I wanted to sing about in front of my parents after school. We went to watch uh, this play, Matt. Uh, we, mom, mom and dad asked if we wanted to come along. I remember we came along, and when they were singing that song, I remember screaming, Maya Angelou, eat a dick, because the poetry, the lyricism, it's just brilliant. Pure artistry. It's just brilliant. How pure did artistry. they come up with that? Mm-hmm. Well, they were probably worried, like, well, this... This play might be getting a little too jockey, right? Like we need to oh, bring some, yeah, yeah. bring something for yeah. the eggheads yeah, and, and something so for the English sang, majors. He's <laughs> saying the presidents. Yep, all the corn oh, crunchers, right, Grant? At this mm-hmm. point, very quickly, Agnes Gooch learns that only she can see Newt Rockney, and so <sighs> all of the dialogue is literally he says something, she says the exact same line. Like it's he'll say, and then she just repeats. So if you played the role of Agnes Gooch, it was probably nice because you didn't actually have to learn your lines. You just repeated what the Newt Rockney character <laughs> this said. Is, this is pretty brilliant writing. I mean, you you write half a play, the other half is written for you. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then a third of it is just the name of all the presidents mm-hmm. in order. So, yeah. Ben, in your baseball play, did they name all of the Canadian prime ministers in order? <laughs> <laughs> no, or did we, they just we do presidents named, no, I remember there was a point where they were like, well, what is the score, you know, or how do you score the game? And then we just named all the numbers, one through one. <laughs> well, there's one, and there's two. There's three, and there's four. There's five. Mom, sit down. We're not done. The song goes on for a while. <laughs> but it was a rap. It was a rap, yeah. yeah. Didn't you guys just hear me rapping? My name is rapping. four, and I'm here to say five, six, seven, in a major way. <laughs> That's the style of rap that would have happened. Oh, yeah, 100%. And did happen. I was there. By the way, Rapping. I, this was either a quick side note. Not to, uh, Remember everything where we're at with Sis Boomba. I don't want you to get lost. But, oh, yeah. Um, there, it was either a talent show or maybe another play. But I remember kids uh, one year older than me doing a rap on stage and the one kid would held up his coat zipper to the mic to do like a like a scratching <laughs> okay. sound. Oh, All right. shit. And yeah. and then it was Side totally tank. like I like this in a major way. You know, that was the one yeah. rap beat that uh, everybody yeah. knew, but Yeah. Uh, anyways, just to get us back. So where we were, we we left off. They had to pass a test in order to play. They sang a song about the presidents, and then at the end of that song, the principal comes in and says, "You all pass." <laughs> mm, also, oh. how tests work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at that point, Newt Rockney introduces Gooch to the secret, the Notre Dame shift. And then the, then we sing one, two, three, hike. And uh, that's acting. Uh, the Notre Dame shift, where you shift from denying that any of the sexual abuse happened to, uh, <laughs> s- uh, to saying it was a few bad actors and uh, compensating the victims for an undisclosed Well, this is amount. a middle school play, Ben. They're all bad actors. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. Suck it, middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. Stupid children trying their best. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, judging that. I love judging these amateur children against professionals. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't that, I? Stupid children trying their best. <laughs>
One of my favorites. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Act two opens up with a multimedia it's supposed to be playing here of some like football clips. And they talk about, and Ben, this is why I'm confident your play was written by the same people. Uh-huh. Amos Alonzo Sla- Alonzo Stag. Stag, Slingin' Sammy Ball, Sid Luckman, Otto Graham, and O.J. Simpson. Oh boy! I'm worried less about Swingin' Sack Bill or whatever the guy's name was than I am about the last one you mentioned. That's like. I'm going to name a bunch of famous people in America. And the first ones are all going to be people from Plymouth Rock, but just pretend right. I'm making it up. You know? mm. It's like, these are famous Americans. Why, there was Amos Alexander, Jennifer Whitcomb, Alfred P. Lawrence, John Wayne Gacy. Okay. Anyway. Teddy Roosevelt comes out because he saved football. Apparently, he gives some speech. Um, uh, Matt, if I may interrupt. Please. What grade did you do this in? I was in sixth grade. Yeah, that was after OJ. That was after all that stuff happened. Okay. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. I'm well, doing yeah. the math. I'm like, because that, that was 94, and you're, uh-huh. you're, that would have been oh, yeah, 95 at least if yeah, it's sixth grade. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways. Right before the game, Rockney leaves, and he says it's all up to Gooch, and how is she going to do it? But then, right at this, an important point in the game, she remembers the Notre Dame shift. And that was the secret all along, I guess. And then the team wins. Cut to the future, where another class is touring the College Football Hall of Fame, and there's a statue of Agnes Gooch. Because <gasps> she won a game Makes one time? you think. Yeah. 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 By stealing a play from a, from a from ghost. A, yeah. Yeah. So that's the bar. That's where the bar is. Well, we can't read uh-huh. it. We can't beat it. So uh, do you want to email us? just disband the podcast. Well, anyway, yeah, email us at... Uh... <laughs> so what I want to do now, knowing that, that you know, uh, like I said, you, if we... What I want to do is say, like, okay, we've got, you know, one kid who can sing and one can't. Uh, how do we cast them, right? And you'd think we'd first have to come up with a plot. But we don't, and that's been proven. What we want to make is a play that is, uh, one, it, it covers all the scenarios that the middle school you know, drama director is going to have to deal with, and two, is somehow better for kids, parents, and everyone involved than, than the typical uh, run-of-the-mill. So if we were casting a Christmas play, this would be easy, right? Because you'd say... Popular kids, Mary and Joseph, fat kid, Santa. Santa. Girls are angels, boys are reindeer. There you go. Play writes itself. Um, but All the little people are Vince McMahon's kids and or else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're not casting. A, so this is a non-Christmas play. And I'm just, I'm going to give you types of, who, who uh, what types of kids Surely every middle school teacher is going to encounter, and you guys kind of throw out what would be the best way to take care of them, uh, and then we'll just piece all of that together into a story. So There's going to be a socially awkward but very outgoing uh, person, and they are going to get one of the lead roles. If not the lead, uh, one of the second bananas, male or female second banana for sure. Yep. This is a suck-up, a, um, a brown-noser, uh, a do-gooder, a teacher-teacher, skirt-tugger. I don't know. I'm making these things up. Um, but 
Yeah, they're definitely getting in. Yep. They're they're one uh one of the leads. Um what would be a good role if you're kind of socially awkward but you want to encourage uh the kid because they can totally do it. They're going to want to please you, so they're going to try their ass off and I they don't get one of the top two roles. They don't get male or female lead, but they get uh, second banana, I think. As the socially awkward kid who could kill it if he tried, give me give me something to start with. Give me tree. <laughs> tree. Let, okay. me, let me be a tree. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to put a tree as a supporting cast because Ben's mm-hmm. saying not, not top banana, but supporting. What if you have kids who... Uh, can sing like angels. They're totally like lead material, but they're kind of uggos. Uh, <laughs> wow. Put them in the back. Well, we don't want to look at them. Executioner. Get them, <laughs> get them under a hood. Okay. <laughs> so we yeah. can cast, We our play could be two executioners are the lead, right? And then we, we've already got support. They could be like, like a like t- like the neighbor Wilson. I was just gonna from, say we're doing uh, Home Improvement the musical, right? Yeah. I mean that's just yeah, what we're gonna end up doing. Face. There's a tree in the backyard. In yeah. All right. This is the story of how Richard Petty gets in that time machine uh, with Dale Earnhardt and and goes back to uh, to Napoleonic France. Uh, and you know you've got the mechanic who's under there and advising him the whole time under the hood. You never see his face. Ugly as shit. Sings like an angel. Okay. We got mechanic. An executioner as lead. If we have someone that can sing but is ugly, can we do one of those like um, masked singer kind of deals? Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Well, put him in the Santa hat. Let them be Santa. Think of the ratings on this middle school play. Oh, yeah. The cafetorium is going to be sold out. It's going to be, they're going to hang from the rafters. <laughs> you packed the whole cafetorium? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What do you do with the kid who pretty much does have it all they're like talented good looking and they can sing but they're really smug well, well Matt, what i did you actually play? like i was telling you i didn't have to go uh, junior high i was in band so i i wasn't i didn't have to be involved <laughs> i back up grant matt what did they do with you yeah no actually my next line is what i call the matt scenario a real handsome charismatic charmer who can't <laughs> sing very good <laughs> uh definitely um you make him like uh no, he's I, like I he's answered like the my envoy that you, come, oh. you make him Zeus, right? <laughs> make him Zeus. Yeah, yeah. We we'll need a Zeus. Zeus. Every play could use a Zeus. Yeah, with a glitter jumpsuit with a Z on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost as bad as if it had Zeus's face on it. Just it like said the, the real word Zeus, Zeus himself all the time wears. Yeah, yeah. Every time a kid pictures Zeus, he pictures a guy in a. A metallic jumpsuit. It's future Zeus. This is Zeus 2000. This was the 90s, Ben. This was Zeus 2000. <laughs> Zeus 2000. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. This is like uh, P. Diddy, like in, in the like silver, uh, um, oh, Christ, what video was that? Uh, Puff and Mace. Uh, um, was it More Money, More Problems? Yes, that's right. Yep. And there's yeah. like confetti blowing up. Yeah, this is More Money, More Problems, Zeus. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay. So maybe we cast P. Diddy and Mace. I'm going to put that on here. This <laughs> P. Diddy plays Bart Starr. Nice. <laughs> I pretty much remember, like, you had four roles and everybody else just sat in the background and, like, stood on those stupid risers and sang. Yeah, I've got... I, I'll get to them. I'll Were get there to more them. roles? So what do you do with... 
you've got some kids who are really good dancers. You want to show that off. They're not actors. Oh. They're not leads. They're ensembles. Like, what would be a part for? I think a good part for them is dance recital on a different weekend. Yeah, other <laughs> parents have to go to. Yeah. Okay. What about the really loud kid? Town crier. Town crier. All right. You've got an eighth grader who's six foot six, and you're not going to pass up the chance to do something with that freak. (laughs) (laughs) Matt. King tree. (laughs) Lead tree. (laughs) Okay. We got tons of fatties. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. What do we do? This is a modern day play. I mean, what you do is you be careful. It doesn't matter how tall they are. You don't put them on the back step of the riser. You don't want to tilt (laughs) that thing over. Uh, Have yourself a Titanic type situation, a Hindenburg. You don't Mm -hmm. want that. So I've seen this played off. I've seen this done once or twice. Uh, Take them as fatties, put them in a gray wig. Now they're grandparents. Ah, because grandparents are Mm. all fat. They're old and gross. That's someone who would not be able to take care of their body. Yeah. Okay. okay, all right. They could play a grandparent. And I need one more broad ensemble because there's, you know, all the rest. Hmm. Um, the ensemble can be the 1984 Denver Broncos. There you go. Oh, yeah, you could split them up, oh, especially if you're doing this football one, Matt. You could, like, put half on one side as, like, the home fans, half as the visitor fans. That's thinking, mm-hmm. though. That's thinking. <laughs> Aren't we trying to rise <laughs> to the level of Sis Boom Bah? Okay, 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 all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like that works. I mean, we don't want something that works. Yeah. There might be a couple of parallels here, so I don't know if this is a Sisboomba sequel or not, but we've got our lead mechanic, one mechanic, one executioner. Um, the mechanic's always under the hood. The executioner's wearing the hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in the, ba- they're in the uh, home improvement backyard, <laughs> of course, where we've got that socially awkward kid playing a tree, but they're you know they're they're supporting character, and maybe next year they're going to be a lead. Speaking of trees, we've got our tall freak kid as the king tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the real handsome the, the Matt scenario, he comes back Zeus two thousand, <laughs> and I'm thinking that we go with Ben's angle. Zeus two thousand for whatever reason transports them back to Napoleonic times with Richard Petty. And uh, Dale Earnhardt, because that's why the that's where our mechanic uh, mm-hmm. is working on the car, and I think the executioner maybe kills the loser of the car race. Um, mm-hmm. Right before that, the the dramatic car race is you know the town crier comes through and hear ye, hear ye, the the race is about to begin, and he he drops the bell sexily like a like a woman dropping it on a, the start of a drag race. <laughs> right. Yes. I was going to say it's Dale Earnhardt versus the 1984 Denver Broncos, but if you're the <laughs> ensemble, I don't think... Would, would we give them that much of a role? No, a flaming tire flies into the ensemble uh, during <laughs> yeah. the... Flaming tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a flaming point, tire Grant. flies into the 1984 Denver Broncos as they were lining up for their team photo <laughs> that year. Uh, and then... Oh, yeah. Um, at their funeral, their grandparents, the fatties, come out evenly distributed across the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grandparents <laughs> come out and um, you know lament the death of the, their grandchildren, 1984 Denver Broncos, as uh, P. Diddy and Mace, um, Bart Starr and Vince Lombardi uh, <laughs> dance the, the play uh, to, the, to the dropped curtain. 
Yeah, sure. More money, more problems. Makes sense. Uh, the title of the play is Body Checkers, and it's all about the history of hockey and all the legends. <laughs> Gordy Howe and oh. Sid Abel. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be about the uh, the failed uh, predecessor of the board game Twister, uh, but uh, <laughs> Body Checkers, uh, you know, it never really caught on, but it, it but Twister would not have existed without Body uh, Checkers. There's also a musical about the TSA in there, but... Uh, no. Ooh, yeah. Try that too. Let's, you know what? Let's let's leave it up to the audience to decide what it was actually about. It could be any of the above. It could be something we haven't mentioned. But I I think we nailed it. Um, little Captain Travis, let us know. Would you sit through body checkers? Uh, email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail Hey, if you want to see pictures of my disputed report card and appeal to my parents <laughs> to get me ungrounded, <laughs> God damn it! There's a party this weekend and I need to get to it. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram. We are Free Legal Advice Podcast. And like Grant always says, the place where you can find all the illicit, caffeine-free diet doctor diet mm. Pepsi <laughs> uh, on the internet. Follow us on Twitter at Free Legal Pod. The hard stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, and if you like the show and are Agnes Gulch, um, uh, could you could you repeat all the presidents for us right now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the podcast and repeat the entire podcast for a podcast twice as long as this one. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 108. This is the Wu-Tang one again. Tiger style? Yep. Invisible swords and liquid armor and shit like that. How many chambers are we dealing with? All 36, <laughs> 37. Not yet. We've, I've discovered the 37th chamber. <laughs> it's in my belly button. It's, <laughs> it's somewhere slightly <laughs> south of my belly button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's in his mile of taint. Grant's mile-long <laughs> salad bar of a taint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> salad bar. <laughs> Hell, you ain't even a chickpeas yet, boy! <laughs> <laughs> Keep on walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's old grizzled miners along the trail of his, yeah, sa- his sure. mile long salad bar. Oh, They've been eating at that salad bar for years, and this guy's like, Is this the end? Hell, you ain't <laughs> even a chickpeas, boy. <laughs> If you think this is the end, you're in bad trouble deep. <laughs> There's like a skeleton grasping a, a bottle of dressing that's looking like, is this ranch? <laughs> he died trying to figure it out. That was a greenhorn uh, like yourself looking. Yeah, I think he's at the end of the line. Uh. Turn internet over.